When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You're listening to DraftKings Network. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. Oh my God. What a game one of the World Series. A lot of people picking the D-backs because it's the trendy pick. How about the smart pick? How about the correct pick? How about the pick that's yet to fail us? How about them Texas motherfucking Rangers? How about Corey Seager? Coming in there, bottom of the ninth, two-run tank, tie game. Hey, Seawall, be careful who you tweet about, buddy. The Texas Rangers have had my back since day one. You thought Corey Seager was going to get up to the plate and not hit a game-tying two-run bomb to avenge me for that tweet? Foolish. Stupid. And then we go to extras? Adolis Garcia? How many times does he hit a home run in the postseason? How about every time? How about five straight fucking games with a home run in the postseason? How about the most RBI in postseason history? We still got potentially six more games to go. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to go six more. But I do know that them Texas Rangers, they got a one nothing series lead in the World Series. Oh, buddy. If this series is going to be anything like that game was tonight, I am strapped in and ready to go. I don't even want to sweep. I want it to go seven. If that's going to be the level of competition that we're going to be witnessing. It was everything we wanted. Everything Everything we wanted. wanted. Aside from the W at the end for the fucking Diamondbacks, it was everything we wanted. Everybody was so worried about a potential lopsided World Series. Is this going to be done in four or five? If so, is it going to be boring? Are any of these games going to be intriguing whatsoever? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Enough said. Game one, walk-off city. I'd say that's living up to the billing that everybody was so worried about. They answered the bell. This was, though... Uh, look, you, you can say <laughs> for the Diamondbacks, for the Rangers, for anybody playing in a game one, you got to win game one, right? The way that this game was unfolding, the way that this game was panning out, if you're the Diamondbacks, damn, you needed to win this game. Damn, you needed to win this game. Are the snakes alive or not? That's what everyone's thinking. Are the snakes alive? Because you just said, I thought this was going to be a blowout. Is it a blowout? Because... You can't look at these two teams. One team looks better than the other team on paper. You can't let Evaldi. Obviously, close game. Like, if if, if Evaldi 
if Evaldi's giving up four, five, five, and regardless of him hanging around, if you're in the lead when that happens, you've got to capitalize on that. You can't walk away from having to spend and fire some of the bullets that you had to with your bullpen and not win that game. Because now what happened? It's early exposure for Ginkle, Thompson, and Seawald. Ginkle, a lot of pitches. Thompson, job done. But Seawald, exposure, pitches, damage, and that's all in game one. So you've seen game one. You've seen Zach Gallen perform a little better this time around, which we said we were going to need to see if they were going to have a chance. It was so, about the same. He just didn't give up tanks. Well, well, so like that's he, he needed walks. to give them the ability to stay in the game. He needed to give them the ability he did to win that the even game when he was getting schlacked. But but he, he kept them in the game. He was just giving up bombs. Now he's but, not giving up bombs. But he with Evaldi not pitching well. That was the perfect recipe to win a game that Zach Gallen was pitching because that's yeah. just not been the case, right? He has yeah. not. They, well, they just haven't won when he's pitched. So I, here you go. Here was your chance to do that, but it didn't happen. And we highlighted the starting pitching and where we thought the matchup favored, the bullpen and where we thought the matchup favored, and then the lineup and where we thought that favored. And what reared its head was the lineup at the end of it all because it was the bullpen, and we've talked about this. You're going to need all three of those guys and maybe some change to click, and that is asking a lot day in, day out. Not everybody's going to be hot all Every time you you call down there, and that's what happened tonight, is Seawall, not so much. Things are heating up in the ballpark, and the chase to crown a champion is on. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you won't miss a moment of the baseball action. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Plus, all customers can take a crack at a sweet payday with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. String together multiple bets from a single game for your shot at a major payout. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code JARED. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code JARED. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Opt-in and 10-plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. One of the other things that we highlighted was that the snakes needed to be menaces on the base paths. This That's... Dallas tonight, game one, this was the first time that the D-backs lost a game this postseason in which, in which they bases. stole a base. Yep. They were 6-0. and oh. Mm-hmm. They were how many six did they steal? How many? Games. How many did they, did they steal? They had at least what three? Uh, th- no, I thought they only had two. They have two. Who got us the tacos? Cattell, well, Marte, Cattell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the D backs, the D backs early on when it looked like the D backs were going good, and everyone, and you know, the first half of the game, they were they had Perdomo laying down bunts, stealing bags. Well, the Leone Tavares uh, figure eight out in center field that landed Corbin Carroll at third base, and I mean that was. That was big. That's where you felt like, oh, shit, is this what's going to happen? Because 
it, it was perfect. I'm so glad that John Smoltz said what I had said on the podcast prior, which was it's almost like the Diamondbacks are going to have to use their aggressiveness and put the ball in play as a way to outslug their opponent, right? And look what happened. That's how well, they, that's what that, that's how they they did. They small balled the fuck out mm-hmm. of them, but they still lost. And that's kind of where you, well, where because, you kind of get scared if you're the D bags because. Well, they lost you know, because had, Seawald stumbled. That's why they yeah. lost. That's why yeah. they lost. It's that simple. It was the they first lost. runs he gave up well, all postseason. Like, they should have won that game. But he's also... Who did he stumble against, though? Well, the look... Best, the fucking... The, the best hitter in the league other than Shohei Otani. The walk... The walk... And, and this is the thing, is you could see it. That's why I tweeted the chit, tweeted the group, like... Or texted the group. That walk, you could tell. That wasn't just like, a, oh, damn, I missed my pitch. That sucks. It's, it's it, it was... Buddy, I just put a guy on base facing this fucking monster. This is just yeah. the last thing I needed to do. Damn yeah. it. Damn it. You could see it. You could see it as yeah. soon as he threw that last pitch. And then you could tell. And then Seeger, I mean, in classic Seeger fashion, no waiting around. Throw me that fucking mistake early. Yeah. Boom. Latris. You, you could tell, Marte, for sure. <laughs> we heard you, Joe. To me, that was an absolutely beautiful baseball game. Like, I obviously, you get a walk-off home run in the World Series. That happens a handful of times in, in a lifetime. Like, that's cool. But the way we got there was just so awesome, given the way that we've gotten to this, postse- this point in the postseason to begin with, because you guys have basically said it in bits and pieces. That game was going more or less perfectly according to plan for the Arizona Diamondbacks for a good chunk of it, with the exception of Gallon not being like lights out like you'd want any starting pitcher to be. Everything else was falling into place. You guys talked about how the bullpen lined up. Thompson, Mantiply, Ginkle, Seawald, like it was like push button stuff uh, for the D-backs, right? Like that's how you'd want it to line up. We, You guys were talking about the small ball putting pressure on like I, I don't usually take notes during the games, but like the third inning just jumped off the page for a variety of reasons. And yes, mm. Tavares took a terrible angle on that ball. But like to get to that point, it was the Al- the Alec Thomas infield hit, right? Um, where that was entirely based the, on his the, speed. The chopper over the pitcher's. Yeah, yeah oh, that God. was 100 percent him putting the pressure on and getting, you know, getting on base because of his speed. You had the Carroll triple, quote unquote, right, which. Whatever, like well, after that, Thomas went first to third on on the knock too, right? Yeah, and then there was the decision to throw home on Carroll, right? Too, which is mm-hmm. like probably a smart what baseball a base. play most of the time, but not on Carroll against Carroll. Um, but uh, I mean, what a good base, what a good base running sure. play that but, was. I mean, he smoked that ball right at him. They threw it right yeah, fucking low, to him, low, and he I was mean, there. there. Was, there was, I mean, like the only thing you could have asked for is a, a what a stronger throw and a perfectly targeted throw. It was, uh, and that's because it's against Corbin Carroll. I'm glad I Joey said that though. It was great base running, but you could make a case that Corbin Carroll was the best base runner in MLB this season when you take everything in base running into consideration. Like he. he the scout- well, they're running. They're running contact there. But and also they're the, running contact. The so scouting, he's gone. And the scouting report has to be. And I'm not like whatever. I'm not criticizing the decision to throw home necessarily. I'm I'm making the point that like Corbin Carroll's speed caused that, and his base running caused that situation. And that third inning was a microcosm of everything we've talked about with the D-backs and why they're successful. Um, and then you got right up into the point where Seawald gave up 
the home run to Seager, everything right up until that point was was all D-backs. Um, and he's their best reliever. They had him in the spot that they wanted. Uh, and listen, man, he dismissed the guy right before Seager. So it's not, it's not like there were signs that the struggle was going to happen. And Seager no. jumped that that fastball that didn't that got too high and not presumably not far enough in, right? Um, and yeah. ended up in the hot zone. But well, is that going to be the difference between these two, two teams? Because, like you said, Jay, they played the fucking perfect game, bunted, stole, fucking base running perfectly, but it came down to the Texas Rangers hit two home runs. Well, we- and the Diamondbacks hit one measly fucking solo shot. The team that hits the most home runs always wins. Most yeah, of we time. talked about that on the last podcast. And this is the team. This is a perfect example of that. The team that out homers the other is what? What well, was it? Twenty one and four. Like a, entering this game and now twenty two yeah. and four. Uh, it's hard. Yeah, that, to, it's hard to win baseball games when the other team hits more home runs than you. Yeah, and that's and almost like a so chicken or the egg kind of conversation because you could say. Well, the team who hits the more home runs is going to be the team that wins the series. And then you could say, well, the team that pitches better could very well be the team that wins the World Series because, or wins these games. Because if Seawald keeps that in the yard, it's Paul Seawald having got the job done. It's not the Texas Rangers having hit more home runs. And it's one nothing Diamondbacks. And them winning the game the way they have. This is what's kind of fun about this is because this is how the Texas Rangers have won their baseball games, right? But, this is what their lineup does. And this is what the Diamondbacks lineup does as well. So it was, it's basically one nothing Texas Rangers uh, by virtue of how they typically win these games. And in the postseason, does it lend itself to favor a team that creates more offense via the home that, run than a team that just consistently is able to create offense because they apply pressure. Like, does that type of game or that brand of baseball pan out well or better over the course of 162? But in a condensed season, in a seven-game season, if you will, is just the looming, ever-present power threat the one that's going to win out. I mean, and I, that's what I think this series provides. And yeah, and we have we have numbers that that kind of tell us how that goes. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the answer is is that the team that hits more home runs is more often than not going to pan out better regardless of what the format is, r- regular season or postseason. Like, not to be reductive, but like y- you you were like if Seawall doesn't give up the home run, then we're ta- what we're talking about is Paul Seawall closing the door and not the Rangers out homering them, which still would have been true without that home run, right? Which was your point. Um, but like, that's the whole point about being able to hit home runs as a team is that the game can change on only one swing, right? Like, and I know yes. that sounds like, oh, th- no shit. But like, <laughs> that's that's why like it was so hard for that that well, Guardians team a couple of years ago that everybody loved to actually get anywhere in the end because you had to string three, four hits together in a single inning before anybody could score any fucking runs. And that's why that's why the home run's so beautiful because Seager changed the complex of the complexion of the game as Garcia did um, with one switch. And and on the mound, that translates into velocity in the later innings. If you're an offense that has the ability to hit that homer, change the game with just one swing. How do you combat that with stuff in the zone, the ability to compete in the zone? 
And would you rather have 94, 95 in the zone? Would you rather have 98, 99 in the zone? <laughs> what would you rather have? You know, I don't, I don't think anybody is going to go, you know what? Eh, I'll live with the 94, even if 99 is an option. No, nobody's going to say that. So that's kind of what that looks like from a pitching perspective is if you're a team that has the ability to run somebody out there that has that overpowering stuff, maybe that gives you the fighting chance against a team that has the ability to change it with just one swing. That wasn't what the Diamondbacks were working with, though. Even under the bright lights of the playoffs, Blue Moon Belgian White Belgian-style wheat ale is the beer that's made brighter. Blue Moon was born in a ballpark for baseball fans, first brewed at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. From its bold, refreshing flavor to its beautiful, bright color, Blue Moon is as iconic as America's pastime. I'd love to say that Adolis Garcia and Corey Seager are probably clanking Blue Moons in the clubhouse right now, but with Game 2 tonight, I don't think that's the case. But that doesn't mean you can't enjoy an ice-cold Blue Moon during the World Series. That's what I've been doing, and it goes great watching these World Series games. With its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale is a -a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full-flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Blue Moon was brewed by baseball, so it's the perfect match for the playoffs. The crack of a beer, the pour, the first sip of that bold flavor, Blue Moon always feels like a special occasion. Best served with its signature orange garnish showcase its beautiful bright color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all through the playoffs. Brighten up the baseball playoffs with Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale. It's one of a kind every time. Check out shop.bluemoonbrewingcompany.com for fresh baseball merch and visit get.bluemoonbeer.com rocket to find Blue Moon delivery options. That's get.bluemoonbeer.com rocket. Blue Moon, made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado Ale. And the other thing, too, is that they mentioned this on the broadcast about how since the Rangers were playing from behind, once the game got to extra innings, it's like we still got all of our big guns. Like you already had to use yours because you thought that you were shutting the door here in the eighth and the ninth, whereas we're playing from behind. Like here's Will Smith <laughs> in the ninth, and we've still got our guy. They didn't even have to use Chapman in this game. Or so, Spores. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like it's uh from this point forward, I mean, just obviously it's it's advantage Texas Rangers because they have home field advantage. They protected that uh, they have the series lead. But just because of the bullpen usage, the fact that uh, Dallas mentioned this earlier, um, you know, if you, when you've got Ginkle out there and it, it wasn't like he wasn't wild, he was getting grinded like the the at bats yeah, that or- he was ended up walking dudes. I mean, they're fighting off pitches. He's going to full counts with he these guys. 20, he threw 28 pitches. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he was just missing wildly. They were just fighting off and looking for that one pitch. And if they didn't get it, they were happy to foul one off and, and work a walk. And that's, I mean, ultimately he got out of it, but there was some traffic. And that's something that we're not really used to seeing from Ginkle this postseason because he's been so fucking nasty. Uh, that's why I said it. On the first podcast, last podcast, and you know what? I could feel the fucking brains of the other podcasters who I share the podcast arena with say, what the fuck is this guy talking about? But the Texas Rangers, Texas Rangers have a deeper bullpen, guys. You you like the Rangers bullpen better? I it, I mean, this this game kind of proved it in a way. I won't say I like what, him better. I think like, Seawald. Like I like Leclerc and who do you like well, better than Ginkle and Seawald? Look, look at like the eleventh inning. They had they had look at the eleventh inning. They had Kyle Nelson out there, and yeah, that's because the Rangers they already, they already used their big gun. They blew it, but they 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 have a they have a good three pitchers who have pitched really great. But 
it's almost kind of thin. When the Rangers don't have anyone you really, really trust, but they have like 10 pitchers I still who trust kind of trust. Even though, I mean, I whatever. He got worked by Altuve. I don't give a fuck. Like, I, still, I, I don't not feel good when he's out there. Who? LeClerc. LeClerc. And they got Dunning came in. <laughs> Dang, what? he Dunning. gave him some great innings during the year, was a great starter, and he's not even starting games, so he's out of the bullpen. John Gray. Sh- John Gray. John Gray got, what, four big outs there? Come on, Martin Perez didn't even touch the fucking mound. Remember that guy? Yeah, Perez Day, baby. He was a presence in Major League Baseball at one point. It was I mean, only was about a year ago. last year. He was an all-star. Come on, dude. Like, they have a, you know... They they have some guys. Spores didn't even pitch. Yeah. He's the Chapman. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that's too much of a disadvantage for the Rangers, even though so that's, the, I would say that's their biggest weakness. So then going into game two, we've got Merrill Kelly on the mound, Jordan yeah. Montgomery on the mound. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that, that Spores, mean? well, I think let's work backwards. The fact that you have a Chapman and Spores. Do you think that Spores can give you two innings? Is that the case? We well, get two innings think, from Spores. Do you think Leclerc is down because he went two? Uh, possibly. What? Just simply because you now look at Spores and well, say you got the off day. You got the but, off day right. after that. So, so you look at Spores and say, if we need to, can you do what that what 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 we just got from Leclerc? Or is it a matter of maybe Leclerc's a guy who gives you the two outs? leading into or out of an inning he doesn't have to go back out and start one you know what i mean he's yeah. the guy who comes it's also in the fucking world series like right. i don't think anybody's and, down no it's 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 just a matter of how you're going to prioritize those guys so i don't know that if you're down i mean if put it like this if you're down then that very well may be the time that you go to leclerc just to try to get you out of that so that you're not using somebody that you feel like you could very well use in a high leverage spot. It, it just yeah. all depends on how they feel like they can line it up. Also worth yeah. noting that uh, LeClerc actually only quote unquote threw 26 pitches into innings. And that's pretty in line with some of the work he'd already been doing in this postseason per outing. So like, like it's not per his one. highest pitch count per outing is my point this postseason. So, uh, yeah. and he's got a couple in the twenties. So I, he didn't. Well, and granted, Jay, he did not come back and pitch the next day in any of those situations. But uh, in the ALCS, he threw 16 pitches in Game Six, uh, came back and threw 24 in Game Seven. So, seems in play. Yeah. Well, I mean, after 16, and this is why the off day thing is important, is because there, you know, after the last game, his 24 pitch outing, it's not like he was going to pitch the day after that. So it's like, hey, we'll burn these bullets. We'll we'll use them now. So that's why he is definitely the, definitely an option, especially with that off day coming on. But I think, look, this is where the starting pitching for Merrill Kelly or the, the Diamondbacks and what Merrill Kelly has done is going to be as important as ever because of what happened to the bullpen. Yeah. Because we- Ginkle's, Ginkle's 28 pitches over one inning feels very different. Very, very different than Leclerc's 26 over two. Yeah, That's just max effort, grinding out, like condensed into the same at bats, just battling, losing battles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a max effort guy. Um, all right. So uh, outside of the the big highlight moments, you had the Adolis Garcia walk off homer after he got hit on the hand or the wrist too. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Which I mean, that fucking sucks. I mean, Ken Rosenthal <laughs> asked him after the game. He's like. Uh, He's like, you know, how bad did it hurt when you got hit? And he's just like, it didn't hurt. 
<laughs> it's like okay, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, if there's anyone, if there's anyone playing in this World Series right now, where if you were to ask him, how did it feel to get hit by that 98 on the fucking yeah. hand? I would say Adolis Garcia is the only person that could didn't, say that, and I feel like it's somewhat it. believable. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, didn't feel it. Yeah, that's somewhat believable. But the the Seager homer, the Garcia homer, what were the in between things like? Some of the things that Jay Hay was mentioning, where you know the third inning jumped off the page. What were some of the things in these games in this game that that stood out? Well, I, that's honestly, I think we I think we've touched on because I think well, those are your boy Marcus Simeon. I think even though it wasn't what, uh, the the sick what, play. No, uh, the the knock in what there was a runner on first was it the tenth maybe the uh, he was he can't he was facing the lefty and got a knock. I mean he's had he's had a pretty rough postseason. So just yeah. getting him going uh-huh. for a dude that had the regular seat. Did he did, Joe? Did you say on the last podcast that he led the team in wins above replacement? Yeah, according yeah. to so reference. Uh, for a dude that led the team in WAR. Uh, I, led the league, I believe, in fucking hits and runs scored. He hasn't been a factor for the Rangers at all this postseason. If they if they get Marcus Simeon going, that changes the whole dynamic of the Rangers lineup for the rest of the series if he can get well, locked in. Well, think about it. Who did I name? I named Simeon. I named Young. I named Leody Tavares. And what did we get? I mean, Leody Tavares, nothing. But Young, two for five, right? Yeah. And then Simeon getting in on the action. Granted, one for yeah. six, but it's 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 a I, knock. I, it's I, something. I Hard thought, ball. I, Hard thought ball. I, I thought Young went fucking yammo on yeah. that one fucking yeah, ball. just not not quite enough. I, I was out of my seat. I thought Nathaniel Lowe. I thought it was that's why Nathaniel Lowe that was going to be the one who was going to do the fucking low. damage, deliver the big blow because he had just missed that a couple gross. times. And it was like, ooh. Was I, I thinking low? Like Did I say young? The Wait, who's the guy that looks like Jock Peterson? <laughs> That's Nathaniel Lowe. Yeah, he, I'm at low. My bad. He, I was like, uh, oh, he, it was early. It would have tied the game. It would have been a, a two-run bomb to tie the game. And just got under it. I thought it was gone. I think the cameraman thought that it was gone. Yeah, that um, one's fooled me. <laughs> yeah, I think we lost Dallas. I got a stupid moment um, that stood out. This is this please. is less like tactically interesting and more just funny that it happened. Austin Hedges yeah. has like a pretty compelling case as like the worst offensive player in like active among active baseball players or in like recent baseball <laughs> history. And just the fact that he got an at bat, uh, you know, in a absolutely turns out it didn't matter. But at the time it felt pretty goddamn crucial to the outcome of the game mm-hmm. or at least a spot where it could have been broken open uh i thought that was We've seen i thought that, that was kind of funny because like there was no chance he was getting a hit and every single fucking person <laughs> knew that was the case yeah, I mean like we've seen that a lot like the Braves last at bat came down to Marquise mm-hmm. Grissom uh i believe the Phillies last at bat came Jay down to Cave. Jake Cave yeah, Terrible. we've seen some random ass dudes taking the. Did you most say Marquise Grissom? The- you you meant Vaughn, I know, but. Oh yeah, out, did I say Marquise? Shout out Marquise Grissom, <laughs> who's actually a clutch as fuck postseason player, but he is. He is. I, I <laughs> wish he was. At, I wish he was hitting. I'm I'm on a lot of pain pills. I uh, I'm bad. Yeah, I'm not now. nick. Marquise I'm not Grissom. nitpicking. It's more just funny. <laughs> um. Yeah, but some of the most important at bats have been taken by a a, a a laundry list of what the fuck 
uh, so far. But it's all it's all hands on deck, brother. At this point, you got to rely on the next to you. We gotta fucking go. Um, but honestly, if you're the Rangers, do you need all hands on deck, or you just need fucking? Adolis um, Garcia, dude. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you need all hands on deck. I just no, you just you need, need one guy. You need your guys. Just, you need your guys that that got you there to, to continue doing what they're doing, which is Seager doing what he's doing and Adolis Garcia doing what he's doing. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Maybe you're a D-backs fan and you're thinking, you know what, I'm going to wait till this series comes back to Arizona before I go to a game. Well, guess what? You just lost game one, and now you have to win game two. So my suggestion is get on the GameTime app. It's super easy. Grab some tickets. Go to Texas, watch your team win game two before you come home. It might be last minute, but that's game time's area of expertise. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and GameTime picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code JARED for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code J-A-R-E-D for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. One dude we didn't call out, though. Who? Who Who was part of that crew of doing what they're doing is Evan Carter. Yes. Yeah. Two extra, uh, two doubles. Multi-hit game. Um, yep. Per Lang's uh, third youngest player with multiple extra base hits in a World Series game. The only two younger ever. Uh, 2019 Juan Soto and 1996 Andrew Jones. So cool, cool list mm. there. Um, but and those two guys were teenagers. Uh, Soto was 20. Uh, ah. 20. Uh, Jones was 19 years old though. Uh, mm-hmm. 19 and a half really he wasn't even close. Um, there you go. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I mean, it was more of the same for the Rangers, to your point. Seager, Carter, Garcia. Yeah. But Garcia, I'm just saying. Garcia, if, Garcia, if, Garcia, if Garcia. Marcus Garcia, Simeon Garcia. locks in, it's fucking over, dude. Well, like that guy being the dude that he was during the regular season and being, at least from an offensive standpoint, a non factor. I know he's made a, a, a ton of great <laughs> defensive plays. Um, I mean, non factor is being him, polite, too, because if you look at the, like, there's been like 20 people in the postseason this year who have gotten 50 or more plate appearances. He is by far the worst offensive performer of that group. It's like 120 points yeah. of OPS between him and Bryson Stott. Yeah, zero home runs this postseason. And I I mean, it even sounds like a stretch for me to be giving as much credit as I am. For yeah, that one. It, fucking it is. It, was a it sounds like you're being nice, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's not even it's not even that I'm trying to give him credit for tonight as much as I'm trying to forecast what could be yeah. coming. And that sounds like a, a wishful thought in its own. Well, what's your forecast on Evan Longoria, the X factor for the Diamondbacks? <laughs> I mean, listen, <laughs> listen, I love Longo. 
but Dallas spent 25 <laughs> minutes telling us about how Evan Longoria was going to be the guy to watch in this World Series. My fa- and I... My favorite part about that, too, was when I brought up Christian Walker. He was like, yeah, yeah, that's like a better example of what I'm talking about. But but Longoria is the guy where it really could happen, yeah. too. It's like, well, yeah. but what about Walker, though? Yeah. Hey, Longo got it. He hit. did. Did he? Yeah, he got one hit. I'm looking at the box score. I don't remember watching him get a hit, but I'm <laughs> I looking at the right. box score right now, and it I says no one hit. Also scored a run. Longoria getting a hit tonight. He scored a fucking <laughs> In run. In the World Series, go. how many Good people call. can say that? Uh, not me. Not but me. it did bring me back when they were bringing that like 15 years ago. Think about that, dude. Fifth, where were you in 2008? What the fuck were you doing? Yeah. In 2008, Evan Longoria with the I Rays. Was watching, the world, I was there. I was watching Evan Longoria hit five fucking home runs in the ALCS. Him and BJ Upton just ruining my back-to-back aspirations in 2008. That, that was actually crazy. I was, I was at Fenway for game five of the ALCS, a game that no one talks about because the Red Sox didn't come back and win the series. It did go seven, but... The Red Sox were down seven to nothing in the seventh inning, and they came back and won that game. Obama wasn't even president yet, dude. The fucking old fuck I threw the was. first pitch. No, the old fuck threw the first pitch. October 2008, was, that's the election year. So Obama wasn't even, that's George W. Oh, that's w. a long ass time ago, dude. Yeah. 15 years seeing, ago. Seeing, seeing W throw out the first pitch was a lot like watching Goldberg versus The Undertaker when they were in their late 60s. It's yeah. like, man, like that, like the first pitch in the 2001 World Series by W, like that was the best first pitch of all time. Just pure greatness can never be topped. And then they brought him back out. I get it. Like he's a he's a staple within the Texas Rangers community. But I mean, he won Hopton. It's how old is he? He's gonna yeah. be in the seventies, right? Oh my god, that's what I'm saying, dude. I don't not to get political, but yeah, they were interviewing him like, damn, he got fucking not old. You know, he's an old fucking man now. <laughs> not, to not, not to get political, but he's that old, old man, he's old now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, cause you think George W. Bush, what do you think as how a baseball old, guy? Look it up right now. I mean, he's gotta be he's, he's gotta be like good... almost 80 years old, doesn't he? He, I was underwhelmed with his interview with Jeter. I was underwhelmed. 77, dude. Yeah, almost 80. I mean, that's go. younger than... Is that... Oh my God. That's older than Dusty Baker. I hope I still know what a baseball is when I'm 77. I'll, I'll be doing backflips at 77, but that's just me. Yeah. No well, disrespect to the former commander <laughs> in chief. <laughs> Dallas. Uh, thank God. Welcome back, baby. Yeah. Yo. Hey, hey, hey. Power outage. Uh, I think, for real? Yeah, we have uh, rolling blackouts that are about to come because of the That's Santa crazy. Ana winds. Don't they know the pod schedule? Yeah, yeah they, what the hell, dude? They, they don't get the memo. It's the fucking worst, dude. But hey, that's why I got a generator. It just takes a while for that power to kick on. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, if George W. Bush's first pitch in the 2001 World Series, by the way, one of the details that never gets talked about, everyone's just like, yeah, like George W. Bush, 2001, right after 9-11, throws a first pitch bullet right down the he plate. He paints. He fucking paints is what he does. Did you know? Did you know that he was wearing a bulletproof vest when he did that? Yeah. Yep. Have you ever, I mean, I'm sure Dallas has. You ever worn one of those fucking things? Be able to throw a strike off a big league mound in front when the whole world is watching? I mean, that is one of the most impressive athletic feats, I think, of all time. Yeah, and uh, and for the record... 
He's probably not rocking some entry level plates. Meaning no. it's, it's not like he's wearing a he's not wearing a Coke can out there. No, <laughs> no, no, no. That thing's stopping a 50 cal. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You need an RPG to 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 take out somebody wearing the kind of shit he's wearing. Yeah. Uh um uh one of the things that I asked while you were gone, Dallas, besides the Adolis Garcia walk off, the Seeger game tying Homer. What was one of the in-between things that stood out to you in this game? Um, well, I do like I, I think I think it was early on the willingness of the Diamondbacks. I, I don't know that it was like one one single moment, but I think it was just a a palpable sense of the Diamondbacks saying, we're going to play our brand of baseball. We're not going to kind of wait around. We're not going to feel this thing out. Like we're gonna we're gonna get after. They both at one point said that, right? Like, I mean, like the the Diamondbacks dictated the pace and the style, saying, "Hey, we're gonna play our style of baseball where we're aggressive on the base paths. We're gonna put it, put ourselves in a position to deploy our bullpen the way that we say see fit." And then the Texas Rangers are just like, "That's cool. We're gonna hit bombs because yeah. that's what we do." Yeah, and uh, yeah, we we saw both styles clash. But but and I think it was, and that, that's why. Again, I I think as we watch this series start to unfold, you get excited because it's really just it's like, all right, which one is going to win out today? Are we going to see the Diamondbacks have some guys emerge in their bullpen and do some of the things that as we've talked about, like, oh, so you're pitching from behind, so you get to run a Will Smith out there. And the reason we run him out there, it's because you're behind. Typically, he's been a guy who, as he is right now in pursuit of his third World Series ring in a row, he's been a part of winning formulas. And for whatever reason, right, whether he's on the plus side of things or he's pitching important innings like he did tonight, where sure, they might not be winning, but you need to keep it close. You you can't just throw up a white flag. Well, here's Will Smith. Why? Because the guy's got pedigree in this spot. And here he goes. He gets those outs. And it gives you the chance. Uh, do you think that they are a little bit shaken up in that D-backs clubhouse right now? Because they could be walking in there saying, we just threw our absolute best at them. And well, we lost. It, it, would be, it would be easy to. It would absolutely be easy to. But that's why I, I think from a competitor's mentality and if you want to own the moment kind of perspective, if you're Paul Seawald, he understands that I didn't make a pitch. This is what led to the extension of the game. And by proxy, I feel like that's my fault, regardless of who didn't get it done after that. That doesn't matter. I'm the reason why it ended up the way it did. And from there, if you know that that's a different a different outcome, if Paul Sewell gets those outs, then you're okay with, I guess, swallowing that and moving on. But that's why I said, dude, it is... Damn it! You needed to win this one simply they because did. you were you 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 got the uh, you got the outing from Gallon that mm-hmm. was enough to keep you within striking distance. You were able to turn it over to the bullpen that did what they did, and your offense was giving the X you factor, enough. Evan Longoria had that hit that we all remember. <laughs> Boom, baby! Exactly. Scored a run. Scored a run. Led to led to. I mean, come on. You, you, That's you, a you, tough thing to waste. You scoff at that. See, like. It is. Yeah. It is. But let's let's be honest. They they've done it without Zach Gallon all 
all playoffs. And, you know, they went down 0-2 against the Phils. That is crazy. Like, like the fact that they have Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly at the top of their rotation, and I'm not going to call them non-factors, but oh, they Kelly's have not won all of their starts. Like, they they have not been... Like, when we talk about the, the Philadelphia Phillies, Zach Wheeler dominated. Aaron Nola dominated. They were reasons why the Phillies got to the point uh, at Game 7, one game away from the World Series. The top two dogs for the, the D-backs, a team that is not going to score a ton of runs, that doesn't have a big bopper, that doesn't have superstar talent, uh, they their top two starters are not necessarily the reason why they've gotten to where they're at. Nope. No, I mean, it's hard to find what the reason is. I mean, it's still looking back on it, I don't know how they beat the Phillies. I really don't. I don't know. Either. But they they did snakes alive. Snakes I mean, alive, they, brother. Maybe that's what, what did it, but that yeah without Zach Gallon doing what they're doing with with the small ball mm-hmm. and and not and even that it's like because that's what this team does good and we saw today for most of the game is the sacrifice bunting the stealing timely hitting whatever they're just all over you but like in the Phillies series like they just completely ab- uh, abandoned that for like four games they didn't yeah. steal at all no well that, that's and why still that's why it. I said that's that's my, you know, things that were happening outside of those big moments. That's why I was drawn to that is because if you didn't see that early and when it finally emerged, it was enough to push them over the edge and you're seeing it start to unfold early game one, unfortunately it didn't pan out. That's why you feel like, damn, I hope this loss doesn't feel like two of them. I hope you're able yeah. to just move on past this and say, hey, no problem, because these guys will get them again tomorrow. Who's, whose hand do we want the ball in tomorrow? We want to put it back in Paul Seawald's hand so that we can go hit that off day and, and get home and feel good about it. All right. Um, we did, we all did, right. We did like a good. Uh, no, we didn't do all right, because guess what? Do we do this whole fucking podcast without mentioning the one fucking guy who is the best baseball player in the world? Cattell Marte. No, Adolis Garcia. How, how many fucking times do you want me to mention him? I mentioned him We haven't times. mentioned him, dude. I have mentioned him. At, Jake, how many times would you say I've mentioned him? We, we talked about Adolis Garcia getting hit. We talked about yeah, I mean, Cattell yeah, Marte getting the world. Who cares the fuck he got hit? What? Who cares he got hit? He went four for what? No, we're, we're, He's got eight no, home runs, three, 22 three. RBIs. Hit the walk-off home run. Did you black He's out? He's the best player in the world right yeah, now. Yeah, what the we, fuck are you talking about? this has been discussed. You guys do too many drugs. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad Joey brought it up, though, because I do have a nug dump on Garcia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Like, uh, two up. seconds ago, said, what are you talking about? Did you black out? But thanks. Yeah. You're glad I brought it up. 17th walk-off <laughs> homer in World Series history. <laughs> First walk-off home run in a World Series game one since Kirk Gibson in 1988. He set the MLB record for most RBI in a single postseason, uh, passing David Freeze in 2011. He tied the Rangers record for home runs in a single postseason, uh, Nelson Cruz in 2011. And he is the second. This nug literally couldn't be any fresher. It is fresh out of the deep fryer. Adolis Garcia is the second player in postseason history with a walk-off homer and a stolen base in a World Series game, joining 
Kirby Puckett in Game Six of nineteen ninety one. I thought you're going. I thought you're going to say Baines. I really thought you were going to say Harold Baines, dude. You think Harold Baines but had a fucking you know moment like that in his career? <laughs> a boy can fucking hope, dude. Harold Baines' biggest moment is what's going hope. on right now around the country. But that's a separate. That's an off-season topic. I don't want to. This is the Rangers' moment, not the Baines meter. I don't know. I just Adolis Garcia has carried this team. I mean, five games in a row with the home run, eight home runs, 20 fucking two RBIs. He got his first walk of the postseason today, by the way. That's kind of cool. That'd be he went this, all this way without getting, he just got swinging at everything. Well, as My he theory, should be, it's all, he's launching everything. I mean, he, there has been multiple times, right, where he's come to the plate and you can tell he's trying to hit a home run and then he does. Like yeah. that, that grand slam uh, in Houston, he was 1,000% up there with one thing in mind, and it is hit a fucking home run. If I hit a grand slam right here, the game is over, and then he did. And then tonight, it's like, hey, I'm hacking at everything because if I hit a home run, the game is over, and then he did. So, I mean, yeah, there's not that, enough good things that I could say about Adolis Garcia. That right game right there tells you how locked in he is. That fucking game six when he hit that grand slam is like, if you look back, he got he struck out. Four times. Four times. Struck out every time he came to the plate. Yep. Didn't give a fuck. Hit a grand slam next day. Hits two more home runs and two inches from a home run. Pimped a fucking single. Mm-hmm. I just, I love Adolis Garcia. I just think, I think, I think if you're from Cuba, you're just fucking different. Like, in, in the clutch. Because think about like the clutch postseason players recently. Adolis Garcia. It's clutch as shit this year. Randy Arozarena was the fucking star of the postseason in 2020 and 2021. And every postseason he's played has been lights out. Jordan Alvarez never gets out in the postseason. I think the list All ends these when you get to a Rolis Chapman, though. A Rolis Chapman. I, I was looking this up during the game, motherfucker. He's got like a 2-2 ERA in the postseason. There's so maybe no he has single-handedly yeah, well, given up the hit that's lost his team season. Look it up. Five times. Look it up. Every look year. it up. Annually, he would do that. 2.27 ERA in the postseason career numbers. He's pitching the biggest games in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. He's blown them all. Cuban uh, players don't care about the big moment. They go ham when it matters most. Guys, imagine what you can accomplish when you're not distracted by the swampy conditions in your shorts. Dollar Shave Club's ball spray is like deodorant for your balls. It absorbs moisture, reduces chafing, and keeps those rank odors at bay. Not to mention our minty, fresh, tingly aroma that lets you know you're fresh, and a precision sprayer that makes application easy at any angle. Get a fresh pair. Visit dollarshaveclub.com to get ball spray today. All right, we got to take a break and talk about Zinn Nicotine Pouches. We're always talking about what a team needs to get to number one, but Zinn nicotine pouches are already there. Zinn has helped millions of people achieve lasting chains, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or you're a dipper looking to make a change, look no further than Zinn. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. And it's available in two strengths so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. Because it's discreet, you can enjoy it anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, every can of Zinn earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zinn swag, even gift cards. 
Find your Zin at your local convenience store or online at Zin.com. That's Zin, Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, we're going to be doing a podcast after all the World Series games to finish out the year uh, tomorrow night or tonight if you're listening to this. I I mean, it's fucking 1 o'clock in the morning, so I'm assuming that you're listening to this on Saturday. Uh, You have Merrill Kelly versus Jordan Montgomery, two dudes that have ERAs in the postseason uh, of two and a half or lower. Um, It's going to be a good matchup, lefty-righty. Who do we like for game two? Jay Hay. I'm going to stick with the backs. Mm. It's this. Yeah, I think there's going to. I think there's going to be an abundance of fastballs from Montgomery, and I think uh, the Diamondbacks' aggressive nature, or the fact that they've committed to being aggressive thus far, maybe that could play into their favor. Okay. So Dallas goes D-backs. Joseph, who are you going with in game two? What sound? He switches mic. Clean it up. How many mics you got? (laughs) Cowboy. No, no, that's the wrong sound. I had a different cowboy sound. You have a different cowboy sound? Remember, I texted in the group chat. Oh, yeah, shit. Jesus. Yeah. Ah, you came up unprepared. But yeah, I guess Rangers. you came unprepared. No, I didn't come unprepared. You did. I didn't but, go. No. And if you're talking about my mic, my mic switch is really. That's the sound that Joe sent to me. He's like, hey, make sure this plays for me on the next podcast. I want to be a cowboy, baby. I want to be a cowboy, baby. That's how I'm feeling right now. I've always wanted to be a cowboy, and now we get the moment. Go go. Rangers. All right. Um, We'll be back after game two of the World Series. D-backs, Snakes, Montgomery, Kelly is one nothing Rangers. Three more wins for them Texas Rangers. Will the D-backs become the answer backs in game two? We'll find out tomorrow night. See you there. Wow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.